Olá pessoal, tudo bem? Welcome to the Brazil Crypto Report podcast, where we talk to the builders, entrepreneurs, and influencers from across the Brazil ecosystem. My name is Aaron Stanley, and today we're talking to André Portilho, who is the head of digital assets at BTG Pactual, which is one of the largest banks in Brazil and in all of Latin America. André and his team recently launched a dollar peg stablecoin, becoming among the first, if not the first, banks worldwide to issue a stablecoin for retail usage. André, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to talk to you, especially with these like uh, interesting times that we're living in, right? Pleasure to be here and talking about, well, uh, not only BTG doll, but uh, wherever you, you want to talk about regarding cryptos and markets. Let's go for it. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, it's always good chatting with you. First time, uh, yeah, like long time, uh, you know, I guess long time listener, first time, you know, guest on the podcast. I mean, we've known each other for a few years now. It's nice to finally get uh, yeah. get you on the show here. So, um, so well, why don't you give us a bit of a background just on yourself and then, um, you know, kind of your path into crypto to get started mm-hmm. here. No, amazing, amazing. Uh, so a uh, uh, short, short story. Uh, I'm a partner here at BTG. BTG is the largest uh, investment bank uh, in Latin America, one of the largest banks in Brazil. <clears throat> we are a Latin America bank uh, with a global reach. So uh, we help a lot Brazilian and Latin American clients to uh, access Latin American markets and global markets. And we do uh, also uh, a lot to help well, international clients to access uh, Latin America markets. So this is our goal. Uh, uh, I used to run uh, the, uh, the options uh, desk here. Uh, at BTG, when we start trading crypto back in 17, that's where, that's where and how uh, we started, uh, let's say, uh, down the rabbit roll, right? So we start, well, trading Bitcoin. And, and then what's a, a process, Aaron, of uh, uh, not only studying the technology, but also using the technology and evolving our view our vision and our mindset regarding what are the transformations that this technology will bring uh, first to the financial industry and probably uh, also to other industries, right? So uh, uh, we start trading 17. In 19, we did, uh, we issued the first security token done by a bank in the world. We basically tokenized a portfolio of a distressed real estate in Brazil. Uh, so we, uh, we issued and distributed this for a, a group of international clients. Uh, then we were the first ones who launched a Bitcoin fund managed by uh, the bank in 2021. And just last year, we launched a crypto, 100% crypto dedicated platform, Mint, uh, that was in August last year. And uh, this year, uh, we use all the infrastructure that we use to build Mint to also offer crypto to uh, our clients in our banking uh, platforms. So right now, if you are a client of uh, BTG Pactual, you can uh, uh, buy and sell uh, 23 crypto uh, currencies at the very same map that we use to invest in equities, bonds, or funds, or whatever. Uh, and I mean, to, to, to finish, I mean, we have a vision that again, this is 
a crypto and blockchain will be the new rails of the financial industry, okay? Uh, and that's why we are uh, uh, developing everything that we are developing. In, I mean, just last week, we, uh, we launched BTG Doll, which basically, uh, as far as we are concerned, the first uh, USD uh, stablecoin uh, issued by a bank in the world, okay? Yeah, and I'd love to dive into this a bit more. I think it's super interesting. And um, I was, as I was writing my my uh, my article or my newsletter for last week, I was kind of I was doing some research. I was like, is there anybody else who's issued like a stable coin like this? And I couldn't I, I, find anybody. I couldn't. I mean, I, there's like JPM coin. There's the National Bank of Australia. But exactly. That's all more like kind of wholesale kind of settlement between institutional clients. Yeah. The, the Bank of Australia, I, I, I think they, they issue a, 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 a Australian dollar stablecoin for the wholesale, if I'm not wrong, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like a totally different product, basically, right? Like where where what you've launched here is an actual, I mean, it's like a, it's a USDC type, you know, equivalent that is aimed at the general invest, like your, your existing kind of retail and institutional investors basically to use uh, in their portfolios, which is, um, yeah, and I, I guess I'm always like, having been in crypto for, you know, crypto journalism for some time now, you always get skeptical whenever somebody claims to be the first of something, right? Because <laughs> it's usually just marketing spin. But in this case, like I couldn't find anybody else and I have not heard of anybody else who's done this. So I'm like, I'm inclined to believe you're your claim yeah. here. So, so congratulations. I, That's great. Thank you. And we always always try to find a lot. I mean, to not we'll, uh, 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 misinform uh, uh, our clients. And uh, you can always be first in something, right, Aaron? So you can just, if you narrow your, your reach, you can mold. But in that case, I think uh, for uh, uh, USD retail stable coin, I think it's the first, okay? And uh, so... Talk a bit about, um, I mean, I think there's, there's two parts of this that are really interesting. I mean, I think, A, just the fact, you know, the product itself, that it's coming out of a, um, you know, a, an actual, you know, publicly traded, uh, regulated, traditional financial institution. Um, I mean, this is this is the type, I mean, and, and the, it's going to be years before something like this ever happens in the U.S., if it ever does happen, that a bank such as, you know, like, you know, a, a large major bank in the com- in the country would be issuing its own stable coin. Um, so that's particularly interesting. And then also uh, the timing of it, uh, given, you know, the current sort of climate around stable coins and uh, just, you know, given, you know, the events of the last few months with bank runs and, you know, mm-hmm. these coins breaking their pegs and all sorts of kind of crazy stuff happening, uh, <laughs> regulatory enforcement actions and, and the whole like, so maybe talk a bit just about um, like what was what's sort of the what's like what was the genesis of this idea and what is sort of the unique value proposition that you think you're bringing to the market you mm-hmm. know, vis-a-vis some of the existing stable coins that are on the market now? What, what like what's what, why would a, an investor uh, maybe prefer this over the existing alternatives. Yeah, no, uh, uh, it's interesting, Aaron, because I mean, we uh, the genesis actually was uh, in the beginning of the year, okay, uh, when we uh, designed. I mean, we were let's say uh, uh, rambling around with the idea for some time, but we uh, we retook the decision in the beginning of this year. Uh, and that was before even the problems with SVB and so on and so forth. But at the end, uh, we already had the feeling that uh, uh, there, there was room in the market to uh, a project like that. Uh, 
first and foremost, uh, the goal is to okay uh, have a easy uh, and safe way for our clients to access dollars. Okay, uh, you have a, already a good understanding of Brazil, so understand well. Brazilians, well, they always have been trying to have some of their exposure or their allocation in dollars because it's a strong currency. And uh, so, uh, and the options that you have right now to do that in Brazil, they are not necessarily uh, easy or efficient. Okay, so we have uh, uh, FX funds, you have like, you can buy, let's say, uh, uh, actual dollars in a, a store uh, in your, in your, at your home, which probably is not something that I recommend that you have a large, um, large amounts uh, at home, right? But I mean, uh, or I mean, you need to open a, a US account, which is well, uh, I mean, it, there's a lot of friction. And so this is the first, I mean, uh, uh, value proposition. And right now you can pretty much easily buy at Mint or at BTG platforms uh, in like a free clicks, you can buy a BTG doll. So uh, it's, uh, the price are very competitive. Uh, so that's the first uh, uh, use case. But uh, we have more, uh, I would say ambitious goals as well with these because given the recent turmoils in markets and banking crisis and de-pegging in some, let's say, I would say more uh, uh, shady structures with some uh, uh, stable coins that we have out there, uh, I think there is room uh, for a stable coin issued by a public company, heavily regulated uh, institution. Uh, uh, as you know, in banks in Brazil, they are heavily regulation reg regulated right and it's funny because when you look at the situation that we experience with svb man that would never happen uh, uh, in a in a big bank in brazil well, we are way more uh, regulated than this so uh, if you look at the balance sheets of the banks in brazil right now they're very very sound okay uh and so uh, uh the idea is to in the next phase open for the market Okay, you should truly uh, 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 be offering a new option for people to interact with dollars on the blockchain. That's uh, the goal. Okay, and again, uh, uh, we think there's room for that given everything that I told you. And the other thing, uh, Aaron, the thing, some of the things that happened in crypto last year, uh, and I, 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 I talk this a lot in these recent days, okay, that basically uh, the crypto industry did all the mistakes that the financial industry took like 100 years to, to do. The crypto industry did in one year, okay? So uh, <laughs> a lot of these problems, we, we already been there, okay? And BTG, we, we can transit pretty well between the traditional world and the crypto world. I think that's one of our strengths. And, uh, and to understand the new technology, but also to understand that... Uh, uh, probably what will happen is that these things will converge, okay? We need to have regulation. We need to have governance. We need to have compliance, okay? We need to have, like, some good understanding about the risk, okay? Because clearly some of these problems that we had in crypto last year and some of the problems that we had in banking in the U.S. this year, people don't have a clue about uh, uh, risk, okay? <clears throat> and, and, and when you put all of that together... Uh, we believe that, okay, uh, uh, we are in a good position to offer a product like that. Great, great. And, and obviously, the, 
you know, the the value proposition of the coin uh, being issued by a heavily regulated institution that has uh, a degree of trustworthiness to it, or at least a track record of trustworthiness, right? I guess they don't, they may not necessarily, you know, trust you, trust you, but like, there's at least like a track record there that, okay, this yeah. has been a, this is, they've been around for a while and they're still operating, in, right? In, in not uh, all the track record, sorry to interrupt the one, but not only track record, but 1.3 trillion reais in assets under management. So uh, it's not yeah. just the time, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. And so what is the, um, the, 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 I mean, what's your, so it's, it's, I assume you're using kind of the traditional kind of stable coin issuer model, or you take a, you know, you take a dollar yes. in deposits and then, or, or the equivalent of a dollar in, you, know, you take, you know, I assume people would be buying these with, Hey, ice, mm -hmm. right. So you, you, you know, I, I spend, it's about like five to one right now. So I spend, mm -hmm. you know, five, Hey, ice, I get one uh, BTG dole. And yeah. then what do you do with those five, Hey, ice then? Are you taking those, are you investing those, or are you putting those into like, you know, U.S. Treasuries. Are you putting those into uh, like Brazilian government debt, or how are you kind of managing the you know the balance sheet and the and the um, those assets? So the the answer is uh, uh, the simpler and the more I would say bread and butter uh, allocation that we can have. So uh, everything uh, parked in uh, in uh, cash and uh, short, highly liquid uh, treasury bonds. Okay, uh, uh, I mean that's I think how we, how a product like that should be, okay. Uh, and again, uh, uh, otherwise you 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 might have uh, you might have some problems down the road. Okay, so uh, exactly like that. In in, in this term, uh, as boring as we can get, Aaron. Okay, boring <laughs> is good in that sense, right? Yeah, no fancy algorithms, no fancy collateral, uh, nothing like that. As boring as we can get. <laughs> so then but there, there'd be one additional step you, you'd have basically the currency conversion process if you you had to mm -hmm. sell those treasure if, if there was you know a liquidity event and there was people asking for, you know there's a mass redemption event you would have to sell the sell the treasury bonds into dollars yeah. and then you'd have to convert the dollars into hey ice uh and then pay out the depositors or pay out mm -hmm. the, the the people that are, are redeeming their tokens mm -hmm. Um, so there's, so it's basically the same model as, as a circle or a Paxos or, you know, the, any of these other stable coin issuers, there is a bit of an extra step in there just because of the, the, the FX conversion. But, uh, obviously like there's yeah. a whole, you know, $4 trillion market around FX, you know, for exchange. So it's, this isn't like, uh, you know, it's not a, and, a unsolvable problem. Right? Yeah. And, and that's another, uh, uh, advantage that we have as being a bank because uh, we can pretty much be very competitive on the effects apart when we are people are accessing from Brazil in reais okay uh, because again uh, Aaron this is some this is our day one of our day-to-day -day routines effects market so it's nothing that we well don't do every day uh, thousands of times so uh, uh, we can be pretty much very competitive on the on the uh, marks and the quotes and and the flow for us is, is i mean it's a day-to-day -day business uh we do plan uh, to open uh, also for issuance uh, in usd okay but again we will move in phases okay uh in a lot will the will depend on the demand of the market okay but right now it's exactly like that and again, being a bank put us in a good position to have that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, 
kind of I'd like to get some maybe anecdotal color here on on just what level of demand you saw from from your existing customers or just from kind of the market more broadly for these types of products. I mean, it's it's been uh, I mean, it's you hear it, you hear the narrative a lot that that Brazilians are are you know looking buying Tether and they're buying mm-hmm. uh, USDC and they're you know Mercado Bitcoin even they even just listed USDT mm-hmm. um, just in in right of in light of the the, the USDC depegging because people were looking for an alternative to USDC mm-hmm. uh, in that in that particular moment anyway and I mean just talk about a bit about the what what's the demand that you're seeing from customers for stable coins like specifically as like as a as a portfolio you know as a hedge in their portfolio essentially uh how, how big of a of a how, what's the addressable market here yeah i'll put in two ways okay uh first because we we already had uh we already have uh usdc uh in our platforms okay uh but since we launched uh uh doll i mean there was a Big demand from clients, okay. Uh, especially this week, that well, the dollar is going down and the real is appreciating. Uh, so right now, uh, we are pretty much—I would not say surprised, but uh, happy with the traction that the product is is encountering in our in our uh, channels of distribution. Okay, so uh, uh, any—I mean, in terms of the uh, AUC. Uh, it's growing as one of the, the the biggest one in our platform, compared to other, let's say, uh, 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 native cryptos. And again, uh, we already had an option similar that is USDC, okay. Uh, and the fact that now uh, people are adopting and, and we have an attraction uh, on uh, BTG doll, uh, I think it's a good indication that well, some of the uh, 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 the things that we are discussing here about the differentiation that we have. Uh, are showing that are true. Okay. Great, great. And then maybe talk a bit about the utility of the token. Um, so, so if I'm if I if I purchase this and it's in my mm-hmm. portfolio, and I say, okay, maybe I want to use this to pay somebody, or I want to withdraw this to maybe my cold storage or something. Am I able to do that, or or am I or am I kind of fixed inside the platform for right now? Right now, you are fixed, okay? But again, uh, uh, if you look to all the steps that we did in crypto, uh, we move in steps. We move as fast as we, uh, as, as, as fast as we can, uh, but always uh, uh, making sure that, okay, uh, the market's ready for the next step, that we are ready for the next step, that the regulators are ready for the next step. So, for instance, when we launched Mint, we launched, well, with, uh, let's say, close the doors, Okay. Two months after, we open the doors to well uh, withdraws and deposits in crypto. Uh, the same thing will happen in uh, with BTG doll. Right now, you are well. Uh, uh, you buy with reais, you sell uh, uh, reais. Next phase will be well allowing people to move back and forth uh, from our platform uh, uh, using BTG doll to well transfer to a, let's say a, 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 a wallet. Uh, and even Aaron, uh, I mean, um, to explore uh, other utilities for the token, which I think will 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 have will be there, right? Because uh, again, uh, 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 Brazilians need dollars when they travel; they need dollars to buy stuff. So there's a lot of possibilities to use uh, uh, BTG doll oh. in the future. Sorry, I, I lost you for a moment there. No, you, you froze um, just a little bit. 
shoot. Yeah. Can you hear me? Sorry. Okay. I think it, I think it's something with my internet. I lost you for maybe about ten seconds there. Yeah. Yeah. I realized that. I. I but <laughs> uh, no, no problem. But did you? I, I was talking about uh, uh, the other. I mean, uh, the way that we move in steps. Okay. And yeah, yeah. right now, the first uh, uh, utility right now is to have an easy, efficient, and safe exposure to dollars. Okay. Yeah. Next, we'll probably open this for people to transfer to their personal wallets uh, and even explore some, let's say, more day-to-day uh, uh, -day, uh, utilities in the future, like, well, payments. Uh, and, and that's the beauty of the technology because, I mean, as, as the rails are being built, we will have more opportunities to use the, uh, the token. Great, great. And yeah, I think it's important to note that like this is part of the process of yes. you know just getting the product up and then figuring out how you like the withdrawals are a whole another issue as far as you know kind of AML KYC and like there's the, mm -hmm. there's the technical specifics of it and you know kind of the whole interoperability you know there's a whole whole laundry list of extra stuff you have to worry about when it comes to withdrawals so mm -hmm. it is how a lot of you've seen a lot of major platforms come on I think even with like New Bank. Um, yeah. like PayPal. Uh, I mean, that was, I mean, even Robin hood, I mean, they didn't, they didn't allow withdrawals. So it's, it's fairly standard that when these kind of, I guess, TradFi uh, yeah. or FinTech companies come on, they don't necessarily allow we the withdrawals immediately. So, uh, even though some of the, the maximalists on Twitter or whatever, like don't, you know, think it's pure enough, but it is, it's part of the, it's part of the iterative process. Right. Um, I mean, is there a, a possibility of offering any kind of you know yield on these coins um i mean not not necessarily that okay we're gonna go you know engage in crazy uh take mm -hmm. your funds and engage in you know crazy uh pancake swap yield farming mm -hmm. adventures but mm -hmm. but even if it's just uh, okay we're we're taking this uh we're taking these funds we're gonna park them in u.s treasuries paying five percent mm -hmm. uh we're going to return you know two percent for instance, to the to the holder um, as kind of an incentive because I don't I, I guess you know USDC and USDT don't none of these other coins really pay like a, like that you have to go and sort of do it yeah. yourself and that you know have to, you know so is that something that's maybe on the roadmap or something that you guys have considered? It, it is definitely okay. Uh, although uh, there is still a, a huge gray zone in in this is that uh, if I can do this right now, because if we start, well, offering yields, uh, the securities issue might come into place, okay? Mm. And, and this is something that right now, uh, not only uh, what's happening in the US, but also here in Brazil, it's a big issue, okay? And everything that can be uh, understood as a security is something that we won't be able to touch right now. But yeah. as you know, the regulation Brazil is moving. And so I think eventually uh, when we can have, let's say, the, the, the regulatory uh, certain that we can uh, uh, use this, even if it will be treated as a security, then I think it will be probably the... the uh, next uh, phase okay which already happened in let's say our checking accounts okay so it will be again uh, 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 something uh, standard right sure sure 
And then on the regulatory front, I mean, what was the, what was, was there, was there a regulatory process or consultative process you had to go through to have this product approved? I, I am just, just thinking of, I mean, if somebody in the U S tried doing this, it would be years worth of lawsuits mm-hmm. and paperwork and, mm-hmm. you know, just getting kicked around from agency to agency. Uh, what was, what was the the process like uh, for you? I mean, uh, the advantage in Brazil in that field is that well, we have a, a, a much simpler uh, uh, regulatory, I would say, uh, environment. Uh, 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 I will not say that we uh, had to go from to roof through, uh, let's say, uh, official approvals, but we are talking in a regular basis with the Brazilian regulators, okay, and making sure uh, they understand everything that we do in terms of service and products, uh, and uh, always uh, with a, an open conversation, and always again making sure that we only move to the next step, to the next phase, when we are completely confident. Not only about well, the markets being ready, we are being ready, and the regulators uh, being ready. Uh, what I, I use usually say, uh, Aaron, I mean, uh, we we adapted the, the startup mantra a little bit here, okay? Because uh, we cannot go with the move fast and break things here. So uh, our mentor is, is move as fast as we can without breaking things, okay? So uh, <laughs> that's what uh, we can do. So uh, we tend to be a little faster than, well, most of the uh, uh, other traditional firms that are entering into crypto. But I mean, we always have to make sure that we are following every regulation, every uh, compliance, every operational uh, procedures that we have uh, at BTG. So it's not just the regulators. There's also our internal standards that we need to comply, okay? And what's been the reception from kind of the broader industry, uh, maybe outside of Brazil? You've gotten some nice media pickup. I saw Reuters picked it up, Coindesk picked it up. You did a segment on Coindesk TV. Uh, there's a few other, you know, it's been in a few other places. Um, just kind of curious as to what's been the reaction, um, you know, from, from other folks who, who may have, you know, just <laughs> for them, a mm-hmm. bank issuing a stable coin is sort of a pipe dream at this point. I think, I mean, it was uh, uh, better than was that I was expecting. Okay. So uh, uh, not a lot of pushbacks, not even from the maximalists uh, as far as I uh, know right now. <laughs> And, and I mean, the, uh, the, the reception from uh, uh, not only the international media, but also to uh, our network uh, uh, outside Brazil was very, very good. Uh, better than I, than I was expecting, not only in terms of reach, but also in terms of, uh, of uh, sentiment. Okay, Aaron, uh, in the, when you talk to the U.S. guys, for instance, okay, oh man, I wish we could we could be doing this right now. Uh, so there's some sense of uh, disappointment, uh, which for me, I mean, it's uh, this is a situation that I never experienced before in my, let's say, three decades in the markets, okay? And uh, and, uh, and I think for us in Brazil, for the PG, at the end, is good, okay? So uh, very good reception. Uh, a lot of people uh, uh, reaching us, uh, uh, trying to explore uh, possible products and possible uh, synergies to use BTG doll. Okay, so right now I'm very happy with the with the reception. Okay, uh, and again, Great. the only thing is that well, uh, 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 
if take to the, the the gringos still look to brazil as like a, some different odd place right so uh, it's good that they they understand that well uh, uh uh there's a lot of very competent serious people here doing interesting stuff right yeah absolutely and another angle i find really interesting here is uh kind of tying this into some of the digital real conversation right mm -hmm. we've gotten some new you know, some new clarity onto how this system is going to operate, right? And we'll, we'll have kind of the two-tiered system. Digital Real will operate as kind of a, a wholesale CBDC that's that circulates amongst, mm -hmm. uh, you know, financial institutions. And then each of these banks will be issue, issuing their own uh, basically tokenized mm -hmm. uh, Reals, uh, basically stable coins. And at first glance, you're kind of, you know, when I first looked at this, I was like, oh, that's that's pretty interesting. But like, these TradFi banks issuing their own stable coins, like they're not like good luck with that. Good luck getting them to do that. Right. And then, uh, you know, a couple of weeks later, here you are uh, issuing your own stable coin. <laughs> so, you know, things are moving pretty quickly here. I think so. It's, it's, you know, some of the infrastructure is, is or maybe the question here would be like, how, how do you see this infrastructure and this, this kind of trail that you've blazed being applied to, uh, other areas uh, uh, include inclusive of you know kind of this, this digital real system that that is, mm -hmm. that is forthcoming. I, I think, Aaron, uh, uh, and, and it's very interesting, right? Uh, uh, last week I was in in the U.S., San Francisco, New York, and although uh, people are talking more and more about Brazil and the crypto communities because well, the regulations moving there, things that we are moving. Uh, uh, fewer people uh, know and understand uh, what is being done in terms of the central bank agenda here with the Real Digital, okay? And they they have a very good understanding of the technology. Uh, they have a very, I mean, I would say, uh, uh, forward-looking vision of what this technology can bring to the, the financial industry. And the way that we see is that like, they have, pretty much the, the similar vision than what we have. This is a, a, a th those are new technology, new infrastructure for the markets that we offer like programmability. Brazil, as you know, we don't have problems with payments. Our payments with PIX works pretty well. So the next phase will be, okay, how we can uh, uh, introduce programmability to the system. Uh, the inspiration is the fight, okay? But uh, how can we do uh, whatever DeFi is doing in, uh, let's say, compliant and regulated way, okay? Uh, and again, using the, let's say, the uh, not private money, but uh, the, let's say, uh, uh, central bank uh, money. But the way I see it is that, well, these uh, Real Digital, the Real Digital is just one piece of this whole infrastructure, okay? And, and this whole infrastructure, they're focusing uh, privacy, interoperability, and decentralization and programmability. We pretty much understand that, well, uh, we'll be able, as soon as the project evolves, to have, let's say, BTGDAO interacting with the tokenized deposits and so on and so forth. Imagine that, well, instead, well, if we had to use, well, actually uh, to send a PIX to our platforms to buy BTGDAO, you can pretty much use a token that is a, a, a tokenized uh, deposit and we can do everything uh, uh, on the blockchain uh, run by smart contracts. It will be way more efficient than what the way that we proceed right now, okay? So I think uh, uh, we are thinking this convergence view, okay? Uh, in, in, in 
in a way to help do first everything that we are doing uh in a much more efficient way and next phase will be to help bring new types of products uh to the market okay i think that that will happen yeah yeah absolutely um and i guess the other question i had here was specifically on um you've got a a a usd peg stable coin up and running now uh banks will eventually be issuing what effectively amounts to be like brl you know stable like ray ice as stable Mm -hmm. coins essentially uh that won't be for a few more years still in the meantime is there demand for uh a brl uh, like a, a, a brazilian real pegged stable coin in the market right now uh obviously we have brz but that's kind of mm-hmm. fallen on some hard times now given some of the ftx connections mm-hmm. uh but is there is there demand for a real pegged stable coin or is the whole point of stable coins in the eyes of of your customers really to get out of ray ice and into dollars uh, i think there is room for a BRL stablecoin for sure. Uh, not as big as USD because, I mean, at the end, I mean, uh, uh, crypto runs in stablecoins, okay? So uh, uh, 130 billion uh, uh, of that in, in huge volumes because people are using as well one instrument to transact. Uh, in this, well, it is in, in, in USDs, okay? In USD. Uh we could have, let's say, a, a more efficient rails if we uh, interact with a, a BRL uh, stablecoin. And, and we have explored these, uh, this idea in the past, okay, Aaron? But uh, as soon as the central bank started with their uh, agenda uh, of the uh, Real Digital, for us, it was way more, okay, guys, uh, this is all... This is there's still an agenda, and and we as a bank, let's wait for this agenda to to touch, let's say, uh, uh, BRL stable coins. So uh, uh, it's a uh, as simple as that. The answer right now, okay. Got but it. again, I think it, it won't be the, the the same demand as you have, for instance, uh, uh, for uh, USD stable coin. Because again, I uh, what's the case right now? We swell to interact with the fight. DeFi don't run on BRL. DeFi run on <laughs> uh, on USD. Uh, so well, uh, uh, sending money abroad. People don't send BRL abroad. People send dollars. Okay. Yeah. And and again for payments, payments it's a problem solved in Brazil already. So uh, uh, that's why I think that USD has, is a much bigger case than BRL. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Um. So let's maybe transition a little bit here. We'd love to learn a bit more about your about the Mint platform that you released. I think it was back in August or September of last yes. year. Uh, that's that's your basically your kind of retail uh, retail facing application that, uh, as far as I know, like anybody can sign up for, right? Or any, mm-hmm. any like existing customer. Is it is it only existing customers or is it just anybody no, can sign up no, for it? No, anybody, anybody. Okay, J- just just Brazilians though. Okay. So Mint now has 22, 23 different currencies on it. It's been live for about nine months. Talk mm-hmm. a bit about just the uptake. Um, you know, how's that been going? Um, what's been the kind of the reception from the market uh, for a product like this? Uh, particularly given that there's, you know, competition for, for in Brazil for, for the, that, that, that retail customer is really mm-hmm. kind of heating up. There's a lot of different players uh, angling for those customers. So maybe talk a bit about like 
what's the experience been what's what's kind of the unique value proposition that you're bringing the uh, i think last year was uh was tough right because i mean uh, uh we launched and probably uh if not the worst timing to launch, probably very close to that, right? Uh, the second half last year for crypto was like a mess. But uh, again, uh, we cannot think uh, about the short term if you are doing building a business that will last. So we need to have like a, a long-term view. And this year is a completely different uh, environment, okay? Uh, markets are performing much, much better than last year. Uh, we think we have a unique uh, product for the retail. Uh, and by that, I mean, it's a, it's a very intuitive and simple experience. Uh, we invest a lot of time and efforts in uh, a content. So uh, on the very same map that you can, well, uh, follow your positions, that you can uh, uh, transact, that you can buy and sell, uh, you can... Uh, uh, learn about crypto you can understand about crypto and so uh uh we are very i mean uh, uh confident uh in a say uh, proud about uh, the platform uh the adoption is picking up okay uh some of the event the events last year after ftx uh, it helped us a lot of be, uh, a lot okay because uh, uh people realize okay guys uh, maybe we need some, let's say, more established firms to offer us these uh, uh, these products. And this year is not different. So uh, we're very happy uh, with the, uh, uh, I mean, the the path until now. We are also working a lot in uh, our institutional product. Okay, that we think well in Brazil it's something that we grow a lot in the next years. Uh, CVM, which is the Brazilian Securities Regulator, uh, already uh, is already working on the law, making it more easier for, let's say, uh, general asset managers to invest direct in crypto. Uh, so, I mean, that uh, we have a very promising, I think, uh, a path down the road. Okay, and we hope will be uh, the best option for people there to uh, have their uh, uh, exposure to crypto using us again. Uh, it's uh, uh, always the convergence uh, view, okay? Uh, given uh, uh, all the freedom that we have in crypto with the, the good things that we have in traditional finance, okay? Because we've experienced a lot of these problems before, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I, I would assume that, that having this platform connected uh, you know, or with the brand of a large bank, large like regulated trusted financial institution, uh, I mean, maybe a turnoff to some subset of users, but for the majority of kind of, you know, retail users, uh, you know, especially post FTX, they, that, that's, that'd probably be a strong signal. Like, okay, this is, you know, if I'm looking to invest in, in these assets, this is probably a good place to do it. Uh, and also it's almost like a vote of confidence where, okay, you know, is this whole industry a scam? Is this all, is all this the whole thing imploding? But if these guys are doing, you know, they're continuing to roll out these products, then there must be something. It's a, it's a validation, right? That this is a, it's a legitimate, I think so. class. it's a legitimate industry. And I think it's another area that makes, um, you know, uh, what you're doing and, and just the Brazil ecosystem so unique, right? Because in the U S uh, I mean, I, I'm banking with Wells Fargo right now. Like there's, there's no chance that they'll be rolling out a, a crypto brokerage platform anytime soon. Like I, yeah. that's, I guarantee you that's not anywhere close to their roadmap. So um, 
and as far as I know, BTG is the only you're the only of the major banks in Brazil to have a crypto brokerage platform at this point. Yes. I know some of the others have been talking about it. Or they're yes. doing you know digital asset divisions and studying mm-hmm. it, but nobody's actually released a product like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's like She's Pay and there's New Bank and there's these, mm-hmm. these others, uh, but none of the other kind of like legacy, um, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. The, kind of the, the 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 old guard banks, I guess, of Brazil have have yet to really dive into this. Um, um, and then maybe talk a bit more about kind of what you guys have been look, working on on the security on the kind of the asset tokenization front. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you mentioned back in was it 2018. You yeah, uh, you 19. Were the, you issued, issued yeah. or 19. Yeah, 19. You yes, issued yeah. one of the first uh, asset, you know, uh, sort of uh, real estate uh, yeah. tokens. Um, you know that project recently wound down from what I from what I read. Um, maybe talk a little bit about what kind of you learned from that, and then um, I think last time we spoke, you were you were slightly bearish on uh, asset tokens for the, mm-hmm. the the immediate future, just because of some of the regulatory issues and um, that are that would kind of uh, you know kind of put a, a a damper on some of the the efficiency gains and some of the the whole reasons that you would want to want these things in a in a tokenized format, anyways. Yeah. But Maybe talk a bit about just kind of your, how are you guys viewing kind of the, the asset tokenization uh, world right now? Well, it's a, it's a, there's an interesting point, uh, Aaron, because again, uh, we, we, we started uh, uh, exploring technology as infrastructure uh, uh, through tokenization. Okay. And, and again, we, we are a very hands-on uh, institution. So, uh, okay, uh, we need to do something for real to test. Okay. So uh, it was not like, well, issuing a company here, buy from another company there, and then we can uh, uh, do a Zé as we say here in Brazil, okay, with like, uh, uh, and uh, so we did a, a real project, real money, real clients, uh, and it was like a lot, a lot of learnings in this project, not only about, well, how ready the technology uh, was to deploy a product like that, but also how how prepared was the market to uh, accept a product like that and so for us it was an excellent product and after the the we issued the uh, ritpz uh, which ritpz is the name of the of the project okay uh, our our idea is okay guys uh, the technology is already sound we can uh, do real stuff using it uh now we need to have a platform to allow us to do that at scale okay and and then that's where let's say the 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 beginning of mint started uh as we start to develop uh, two things uh, became clear first uh, we will only be able to de- do tokenization scale because most of this tokenization use case will touch securities. We'll only be able to do that uh, when we have a, a, a new regulation, okay? Uh, because otherwise, we're going to have to be asking for exemptions for every new product, and then you cannot scale, okay? And, yeah. and then what I see a lot of people trying to do is, okay, uh, you do everything that you need to do using the traditional rails, and then you put a token on top of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, that doesn't make sense. You, you not be able to bring the efficiency that we can bring, uh, use this technology to the end users. So for me, it makes no sense. Uh, and so, I mean, and, and the second thing is that uh, we start to realize, okay, tokenization is a huge use case for the crypto blockchain technology. But there's also, let's say, crypto as a new asset class 
that we also need to explore. And, and so that's where we broaden up our understanding. And then Mint, I would say the Mint idea was born. We have to have like a, a platform that will allow us not only to offer traditional crypto, it's funny to say traditional crypto, right? But uh, <laughs> uh, let's say a, a, a native crypto, but also using it to, as soon as we can, offer products in a tokenized way. BTG DAO is a tokenized project. Okay, it's not a security, but it's a tokenized project. And again, uh, uh, right now, uh, more banks are talking about, well, we will be tokenizing everything. I think we'll be moving to a world that everything will be uh, tokenized. Uh, but again, uh, probably uh, using the technology as the native instrument not building like, well, Frankenstein as structures just to be <laughs> able to say there is a token on you, okay? That, that, there's no uh, sense of that. And, and I think yeah. that the, uh, when you put that together with the central bank agenda, this new infrastructure, that's everything aligned, okay? So let's have a uh, idea. <laughs> let's have, uh, let's have uh, an infrastructure that will allow the market to innovate, to uh, use the programmability capabilities of uh, blockchain to do tokenization. Okay. Yeah, and and I think the 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 CVM uh, letter that came out uh, recently earlier this month kind mm -hmm. of underscores some of the concerns that you uh, you just mentioned with regards to like you know, the technology is there we to do these things. But the kind of the, the the framework and the 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 legal framework and the regulatory framework is not really there to facilitate the like the productive really the productive like use of this these, these technologies uh, at scale right mm -hmm. where uh, you know some of the the with that letter it was kind of saying okay like if you want to issue your own token um, it's probably going to be a security. And you need to hire, you know, a securitization firm to come mm -hmm. in and basically do all this, which, which it's in, it's going to end up costing, you know, it's the same exact procedure that you would use to issue a regular, like non-tokenized security. Mm -hmm. um, when it's, and then, and then obviously, uh, you know, they were saying like, well, you can, you know, if you want to do a token, like you can still go in the regulatory sandbox of the CDM. Um, but in that case, you have no, you know, that's not a scalable thing either, right? Um, and, you know, not having it tokenized and not being able to have access to uh, these assets trading on a secondary market of sorts mm -hmm. uh, really sort of uh, negates any value that the token would actually bring. Um, so we're just, it, it's, I, I think the industry seemed a bit sort of um, confused and, and not particularly happy, but uh, about that ruling from the, or that, that letter mm -hmm. from the CVM. Uh, but it does it does seem to underscore your thesis here that you know we're we're not like the technology's there, but the 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 framework to do these things at scale is not right. We've we've got ways to go yeah. on that front. Um, yeah. And um, anyway, would love your would maybe I, love your kind of your reaction I, there. I think you're you're right, Aaron. But uh, uh, let me try to 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 bring uh, let's say a. Uh, uh, maybe a, a more uh, uh, brighter view. Uh, people need to understand that, well, regulators, they have a job, okay? And they have responsibilities. And uh, in some cases, they, uh, 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 they, uh, they 
might incur into problems if they not, don't enforce their, their jobs, their mandates, okay? So uh, there is a, a securities uh, regulation in place. Uh, and it's not because you will put a token on top of a security that, well, uh, uh, it's not a security anymore, right? So, uh, I mean, uh, a lot of these tokens that are being offered in the Brazilian market are securities, okay? Uh, but, but looking on more the, the bright side, uh, we have the sandbox, okay? Uh, okay, sandbox is an experiment, yes, but I think it's an excellent way uh, when we are dealing with new disruptive technologies for the regulators to understand uh, what they need actually to regulate, okay? Uh, and in this CVM letter, uh, think for a moment, compared to what the SAC is doing in the US, the CVM basically, okay, they say, oh, guys, okay, okay, you did, but listen, uh, 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 you cannot do this anymore, but if you want to do right now, we have these options for you to do. You can go to Sandbox or you can try to use, let's say, a securitization uh, to do that. That's good. That's, uh, uh, I mean, I think that's the best they can do given the, 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 the regulation that we have in place. Uh, of course, will this allow us to do tokenization scale? No, but to do that, for me, it's clear that we need to evolve the regulation. Okay, it's security regulation error. It's old. And it's not that it's old. It was built to an analog world. We live in a digital world. So all the, the requirements that we tend to have in security regulations, it's where our, let's say, stocks used to be a piece of paper. Your bond used to be a piece of paper where you uh, strip a coupon and you give to the company and you get some dollar notes back as your coupon. Yes, but I mean, it, it's true. Uh, a lot of things like, well, uh, uh, central depository uh, and uh, underwriters, all of these was made to make uh, things work in an analog way. Uh, so a lot of these functions, they won't disappear, but in a new regulation, they will be done in a completely different way because the technology now allow us to do in a completely different way, way more efficient, by the way. But again, right now, I think trying to, to uh, fit the new technology in the old regulation is like trying to well uh, put square uh, uh, pegs in round rows. So it's, I mean, uh, uh, it, it took a while for me to have this perception, okay? But right now mm -hmm. we need to work in evolving the regulations. Again, the regulations won't go away and the market needs to understand that, okay? And sometimes, no, that we need, okay, guys, first there's the technology, then uh, uh, there's the regulation. And again, compare what the CVM did with the SAC and again, I think we are in pretty much good position here in Brazil, okay? Let me just add one thing. The problem sure. that we have as uh, uh, the CVM, they lack resources to work faster in building this new regulation. That's the main problem that I see right now in the Brazilian market for removing uh, uh, faster, not only with the sandbox, but eventually to, well, uh, bringing a new uh, regulation. A lot of great points there. And uh, particularly with regards to the U.S., I think it, it is always important to have a benchmark, you know, when uh, when we're comparing things, right? And yeah, compare this letter compared to what we're seeing out of the U.S. is, is uh, it's, it's barely even a slap on the wrist, right? And I think 
everybody, you know, the staff of the CVM and Joao Pedro Nascimento, the new uh, uh, president mm-hmm. of the CVM, uh, has been public. He's he's made you know dozens of public statements now, sort of you know talking about how he sees uh, cryptocurrency and these technologies and tokenization as part of the financial system of the future, and he wants to support it. He wants to be pro innovation. He doesn't seem it doesn't seem like he's just sort of saying talking points to sort of, you know, befriend the industry or something. He seems like he actually believes it. But obviously, right, you have to just waive all the rules because you think, you know, this this new technology looks fun. Let's just let them do whatever they want. Um, So it is important to keep that in context. Well, let's let's kind of wind things up here um, or wind things down, I should say. What's in store for BTG digital assets uh, for the rest of the year? Uh, and what do you see happening across the, the just the broader Brazil uh, crypto ecosystem for the rest of this year? Some things uh, uh, being cooked here. Uh, like I said, something more uh, aimed to institutional markets, probably some uh, uh, investments as well. We, again, we have a very strong conviction in our vision to the long term. Uh, although uh, the timing is not that clear, okay, because the timing depends on the regulation, depends on the markets, depends on a bunch of different stuff, but we're pretty much uh, confident. There's a lot of interest in Brazil right now, okay. I mean, we are working hard to position ourselves as one of the uh, leading players in these markets. And again, uh, uh, trying to be as uh, collaborative as we can, okay, because we need to grow the market in Brazil. Uh, crypto is a good market in Brazil, but it's still very tiny if you compare to the overall uh, financial market. So, right, there's a lot of room to to grow, and we try to work uh, together with all the market uh, players to uh, uh, first bring a proper narrative to the market and educate not only our clients but uh, uh, try to help. Uh, uh, to uh, educate the regulators and the clients and the overall community about, okay, what is this new technology? Uh, what does it do? How can it help uh, the market? How that is good for our economy? Uh, and also, I mean, uh, bring all the products that we uh, think we can bring to our clients at the end, okay? And I... I Pretty much, uh, uh, I'm very, I mean, uh, confident and excited about the, uh, the, the, let's say, the, the rest of the year. Okay. Well, Andre, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really great having you here. It's great to learn more about BTG Dole and just what you guys are doing with that, uh, as well as uh, the rest of the, your, your efforts on the digital asset front. So uh, really appreciate your time. Uh, and thanks so much for coming on. No, I mean, for my pleasure, Aaron, always a great talking to you. Uh, hope we can uh, have more opportunities to that in the future. Hope we can launch a lot of different products that will, will allow us to have this conversation again. Okay. And so uh, pleasure. And for everybody that uh, is listening to us, pay attention to what's happening in Brazil. Pay attention to what we're doing because things are moving. All righty. Well, thanks, Andre. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back soon with another great episode. Obrigado, everyone, and thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the Brazil Crypto Report newsletter on Substack if you haven't already. And please do give the show a five-star rating on your podcast app if you enjoyed this content. We'll be back soon with another great guest.